0: green and growing with ashley frasca
1: plants flowers trees and stuff brought to you by pike nurseries
0: on 95.5 wsb the show is
2: flying by this morning but i'm glad you're here for the last hour hey folks green and growing i'm ashley frasca with you i've got leo behind the glass i've got ann and nia answering your calls and uh, a lot of you are calling for Premier Tree Solutions, the guys at chopmytree.com. You hear me talk about them during the week, and they are here for you to answer your questions. Some good ones coming in, guys, too. 404 872 So, uh, owner Jeff Roth, and you started the company how many years ago?
1: Uh, back, I got into the business back in 2006. I bought an existing company, and then I changed the name um, in 2009.
2: And now you are a household name in Metro Atlanta. Uh,
1: yes, I think we are.
2: I think so. Yeah. And at uh, Rafael Santiago on staff, certified arborist, and uh, those certifications have have treated you very well, sir. <laughs>
3: Yes, they have learned a lot and I've been able to share my knowledge with a lot of people, very happy to be here. And
2: the customers appreciate it too, for sure. So uh, our earlier caller, Ted in Covington alluded to this and see you guys visits here in studio are memorable to the listeners because we did have a great conversation about a month ago, uh, someone already fearful of those annoying sweet gum balls when that's gonna become a problem and trip hazards in the yard and making that transition and the difference between the sweet gum balls, but just as annoying to some folks Acorns, so Elizabeth and Villarica With a question about that very thing, good morning
1: Good morning
2: Yeah, so what's your question for the guys? It's a good one, and it's it's a common one, believe it or not
0: Yes, I have a Huge
2: oak tree I've always heard uh, that the
0: water Oaks keep their leaves Longer than normal leaves In the fall, maybe into spring So I think that's what it is I'm not for sure, but some years I have an overabundance Of acorns and then some years I don't
2: have
1: many, but is there a way to keep from having so many?
3: All right. Good morning, Elizabeth. So uh, some years are different than others, and uh, that varies for, for because of biotic or abiotic reasons, environmental reasons. And uh, you're going to have more acorns or sweet gums in the case of sweet gum trees. Um, one year in particular, and then you're not going to have as many the next year. If the, the gumballs or the acorns in your case are bothering you so much uh yes the the most effective way to deal with those is to take the tree down now if you don't want to do that uh alternatively you can inject into the tree what's called a deflowering agent and what that does is it disturbs the hormones of the trees it will kill the flowers before they start producing so it's it's not detrimental for the trees okay it doesn't harm the trees in any ways. it's been scientifically uh, approved and it's been around for years now it works really well. Uh, the caveat is you only have a small window within a year uh, to get it done. It's usually in the spring, right before bud break, uh, that you can get those injectables into the trees and have uh, perfect results.
2: So it, it's kind of a toss-up, too. You know, we never really know if it's going to be a bad year for aco- acorns and sweet gum balls until you know when you know, right? Exactly. You have so many more in your landscape this year than last or whatever. But so really important to go ahead and make an appointment with Premier Tree Solutions or get in touch with an arborist. Like you said, I mean, start thinking about it late winter, early spring to get that on time.
3: That's right. Late winter, early spring. Uh, like I said, you have about five to seven days uh, in a year to get it done. Wow. So make sure you plan ahead and I will come out there and give you a quote. You
2: know, I'll try to be in touch with you guys too, that time next year and kind of be thinking about that because I'm sure y'all could do multiple appointments in a day if it's just all injectables. Yeah, it doesn't you...
1: take very
3: long to do. It, right? it yeah. does not. And what what we do is we get uh, we create a list and uh by the, by next year, let's say spring, uh, we're going to schedule everybody in the wow. same week. So it's it's a very hectic and busy <laughs> week, but we get everybody done.
2: Yeah, cuz the normal jobs, you know, are still going on as well That's with right. this added thing. So um, we'll definitely keep folks uh, abreast Of when that's going to happen and now This injectable is not something that I can Buy at the hardware store and do myself
3: Unfortunately not and you have to drill into the tree And get the injectables into the vascular System so there's some technical work involved
2: Okay, Very good question Elizabeth thanks so Much and some good news for some of you too uh, Last year's acorns That fell and now you're starting To see those dumb little oak Trees pop up with the either Two big broad leaves or Three good news if you're out weeding in the uh, in the landscape this weekend Those are so easy to yank up Get them before they get too mature A lot of the ones in my mom's yard yesterday Were not even a foot tall yet And those acorns are so shallow That it's just easy to yank those right up So get ahead of it now Or else you're going to end up with a, a little bit Sturdier, tougher little oak trees to try to remove from the landscape in a couple of months Okay, up next, and this is a this is a common one too A lot of us have Leland cypress in our yards And Bob and Decatur calling with a question about those Hey there, Bob, good morning Good morning What's the problem with your Lelands?
0: They've got brown branches on two out of seven The other five I had to take out five years ago I had a long column of seven trees, and the ones on the outer edges are the ones that still survived. But the tallest one, that's well over 45 feet, is developing those brown branches. They're small branches, but nevertheless, I'm concerned that maybe they're infected.
2: And paying attention to how they're browning can also be indicative of, you know, an, an indication of what problem you have. So, Bob, have you noticed? They're browning at the tips and then working their way in toward the trunk, rather yeah. than starting to brown at the trunk and then go out. Right?
0: Yeah. Looks like it always starts at the tips. It starts at the yeah. tips.
2: Okay. So Jeff, you've seen that before.
1: I have, uh, and I don't. I really haven't seen it as much uh, over the last several years, but I used to see it quite regularly, and I think it may be what's called bot canker, and it does start on the tips and work its way into the tree. You could prune that part out and just keep uh, keep an eye on it uh, to see if it gets any worse. But it's in the tree and something triggers it to come out.
2: Yeah, so these cankers are pretty common in those. And this from um, an extension, a UGA extension plant pathologist, a good way to tell the difference because Jeff's talking about bot canker and there's ceridium and I don't necessarily expect you Guys, not not you all, but the listener to really be able to tell the difference Canker just doesn't sound good But the way you can tell the difference Run your hand across the branch of newly affected trees Like where you're starting to see that browning bob And if the needles fall off, then it's ceridium canker Which is a little more serious If the needles stay attached, then it's bot canker that Jeff is talking about um, a lot of times, pruning them out is going to be fine. Pruning those branches out, and we'll see if that's that's okay. But when you do your pruning, and this goes for a lot of things in the landscape, folks, have some kind of disinfectant with you, whether it's a diluted rubbing alcohol or some kind of cleaning solution. And in between cuts, make sure to disinfect those pruning shears before every cut, or especially you know until or before moving to another tree. Uh, you don't want to carry any pathogen or anything like that. So pruning it out Start with that And then just make sure That that may help Slow the process Bob
0: Thank you That's great advice Appreciate it Thank you Thank you
2: That was a good call And also too If the tree is severely affected And the browning Is just staying way ahead of you Best control is to remove the tree Plant with something else Um, And guys in the break We talked about You know Jeff Folks love recommendations on this show you know i don't want to go with plant a but there's got to be plant b c and d that could do just as well what have you seen in the same conditions where lelands do well um that are just as nice
1: uh arborvitae is one and there's several different uh species of arborvitae uh i happen to like cryptomeria mm-hmm. uh, it's a really cool looking tree and uh,
3: maybe diodora cedar
2: oh that's a good one too
3: yeah yeah yeah, and that is if you want to keep that privacy, that, that green That's wall, right. like you mentioned. Yeah, those sure, are great options.
1: And make sure it, the, the mistake is made is that when they're two feet tall, everybody plants them within a couple of feet of each other. Mm-hmm. Really should put it up at minimum maybe 10, 12 feet. Leland's
2: get big fast. They yeah. do.
1: About a foot a year, I yeah. believe.
2: And, and there's nothing worse for them than them being crowded into one another. Mm-hmm. Because, again, no tree or plant, when you're thinking about shrubs as well, Likes being butted up against something else Because they need that airflow. They mm. need the sunlight So it's very important Spacing is crucial Even when you're thinking about Planting your vegetable garden It's it's really no different Proper spacing for those tomato plants yeah. And on evergreens like this too, Jeff I think um, irrigation can be important Because a lot of those They don't tolerate drought very well
1: Like any species, really mm-hmm. I mean, it likes water And yeah. uh, another thing with uh, Planting them so close together If you know, a storm comes through, blows one over, and they're so close, um, you're going to have a big hole yeah. in the other tree. And aesthetically, it's not going to look very good. Mm-hmm. And once that um, those branches are dead inside that tree, it will never grow back.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's a tough one. So keep that in mind, folks, too. You know, we need to listen for meteorologist Christina Edwards. If this happens to be a drought year, you know, we are familiar with them. They happen Um, And thinking about soaker hoses or irrigation Not just for the plants on your patio And not just for your vegetable garden But maples, Leland cypress All kinds of things will probably need that too So an investment in a soaker hose is probably a good idea For drought years and just making sure If something hasn't gotten rainwater and Three to five weeks it's a good idea for us To take care of that 404 750 Question about a pomegranate tree Yolanda thinks she has ambrosia beetle Uh oh and Kenny in Fayette County What to do with the Japanese maple I'm not sure why he doesn't want it but maybe selling it Transplant it we need mm-hmm. to move it So we'll get an answer for Kenny as well When we come back and Pike Nursery is along soon too You're listening to Green and Growing on WSB
0: it's scott slade host of atlanta's morning news on 95.5 wsb the news weather and traffic team will be here first thing monday morning to help you get back to work on time and inform now back to green and growing with ashley Frasca on 95.5 wsb atlanta's news and talk
2: Alright, we're back on green and growing A few minutes left to take calls And we've got some good ones So we'll get through them 404 750 The weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing From meteorologist Christina Edwards Today and tomorrow going to be beautiful highs In the mid 80s Sunny skies and we have a chance of rain That starts to come in for some scattered showers As early as Tuesday So yeah, good calls for Jeff Roth And Rafael Santiago of Premier Tree Solutions Find them on the web Very easy to make an appointment on the website Find their coverage area Some really good articles too Chopmytree.com So up next we'll talk to Yolanda in Decatur Good morning
4: Hi, how are you?
2: Great, what's your question for these gentlemen?
4: Well, I have two questions Not related Um, One is I've got a, a little pomegranate tree about five feet, and the freeze caught it. It was trying to, to leaf out, and the, the freeze, that last little cold, mm-hmm. still we got caught it. And then uh, about a week later, I noticed ambrosia. I think what I th- is ambrosia. I haven't seen one, but there's little wood things coming out of the stem.
2: Yeah, it looks like a toothpick coming
4: out the yeah. sides of the trunk, and right? They droop when they get longer yep. and they fall off. And I want to know if it's worth trying to save it. I mean, I've okay. never, I didn't realize that you could get stuff on um, a pomegranate. I thought it was pretty Yeah, safe.
2: that's not one of the more common ones. And then quickly, what's your second question, too? We'll try to cover uh, both. I
4: wanted to know if they have a, a recommendation for a homeowner to um, find a tree trimmer with a long handle where you can cut from the ground. You don't have to climb it. Okay.
2: Well, let's, let's knock that one out because I think you have a quick and easy answer for that one, Jeff.
1: Uh, yeah, there's a couple of different tools out there. You can get like a, a pole saw if you don't want to get one with an engine on it. They're just a long pole with a little curved saw on it, and you can use something like that. Um, there's different types of snips. We call it like a Jameson pole where it's okay. about a 20-foot pole. It's got a little hook on it. You go across a branch, pull on a rope, huh. and that cuts it, gives it a nice clean cut.
2: And the homeowner can use that. Yeah.
1: Nice. anywhere. I think they make them anywhere 15, 20, 25 feet at the most probably So a
2: pole saw and a Jameson
1: saw I a... called a Jameson yeah, pole. yeah It's okay. just like a snip
2: Okay, very good And so the ambrosia beetle, yes uh, Raphael Yolanda correctly identified that It looks like toothpicks Sawdust is what it is Coming out the sides of the trunks uh, You don't even have to see the beetle He's already burrowed into the tree What does she do?
3: Yeah, it's already there, and I think she mentioned that it's a five feet long tree, right? So it's a yeah. it's a five feet tall, so it's a young tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to see it myself and uh, come up with a treatment option for you. Uh, depending on how how severe it is, uh, we might have different uh, uh, different recommendations. So give us a call, please. I'll stop by. Uh, I just want to see how how bad it is and see if we can uh, save it for you.
2: Good, good. So chopmytree.com. I don't have the website up right now, guys, because I'm away from the computer. But what's the phone number that they call the office, Jeff?
1: Uh, They can call it uh,
2: 404-252-6448. Okay, very good. And make an appointment. Um, Ambrosia beetles, tough. And it's really hard to treat, but it, there's a possibility, depending on when in the life stage of the beetle this is happening, Raphael and, and crew can come out and it's look. Optimal. But yeah. yeah, I mean, honestly, it's common to see them in more susceptible trees of crepe myrtle and dogwood, maybe even a couple cherries and red buds, but pomegranate, that's interesting.
3: That is a new one for me, yeah. Yeah,
2: so thank you for that, Yolanda. Okay, time to take a break again, and we will be right back with Pike Nursery and container gardening, shade gardening. And more answers to more tree questions When we return on Green and Growing You're listening to 95.5 WSB
0: Growing with Ashley Frasca
1: Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
0: On 95.5 WSB
2: So I think what I'm going to do At the end of the show today 9 o'clock, Dave Baker and his guests With the Home Fix It show will be kicking me out But when I get home, I want to start doing These Facebook posts and things on Twitter For you all again uh, show notes kind of And it'll have web links It'll have information about the guests from today's show All of those things that you can follow up on Because chopmytree.com is a great website That you all want to keep handy To get these guys from Premier Tree Solutions And gave the number to Yolanda On the air a little bit earlier 404 6448 if you need to get in touch With them um, but also want to share With you uh, Pike Nursery And the information on their website because Boy right now the home page looks Beautiful they've got made in the shade You could click on that for shade plants uh, Blooms for sun So depending on what your preference is Now is the time to be thinking about colorful Summer annuals and maybe some Perennials to install that are going to keep Coming back but I've got Jackson Grimsley from Pike Nursery Horticulturalist and assistant manager at the Lindbergh Location to talk about shade gardening. How are you, Jackson? Welcome back.
0: I'm doing great, Ashley. How are you doing?
2: Very good. So, that's a great portion of the website there shade gardening right in your face, some beautiful hydrangeas and caladiums. So, Folks may not think, you know It's easy to plant summer annuals in a sunny Spot when you're talking about the front of your house Or you want to pop them at the mailbox or whatever But need to be a little more strategic With the plants that really do well And actually prefer uh, The shade, you know, so I think people May be intimidated that there's not as many options But they would be incorrect, there are a ton, right?
0: Absolutely, you know Atlanta, we have, you know, we are the city In a forest, we've got a lot of really well Established yards and tons of trees So there's a lot of people out there with very heavily shaded yards, uh, I'm one myself. But there are a lot of options to go in the shade. Um, just for annuals alone, there's tons of options. Begonias are one of my personal favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a nice range of color. Um, you can get the red leaf or the, or the green leaf. They come in red, pink, or white blooms. And they're great too if you're doing, if you have a bigger area and you want something with some height, you can really, there's varieties like top hat and dragon wing that can get almost two feet tall, mm-hmm. so you can really get some nice texture in the bed and really do, you know, multiple, you know, levels and heights in there, and it really just adds a lot of interest to your bed. Um, so they're they're a great option there. Uh, caladiums, like you mentioned, are a fantastic option for shade, either for the ground or for containers. Because, again, they'll give you some nice height. They can give you, you know, one to two feet tall. They give you some really pretty foliage color They've got that, you know, awesome, almost, you know, elephant ear-shaped leaf. Yeah. Um, and get tons of reds and greens and whites and just really really pretty foliage color. Um, along those lines, coleus is another one. That's um, one of my again,
4: favorite.
0: Yeah, I, I love coleus. There's such a wide variety of color and uh, and again leaf shapes and everything. So again, it's a great option for breaking up texture and color in your bed or in your container. Um, again, I can there's varieties that get six inches tall. There's varieties that get two feet tall. So. They're just really versatile plants, um, and again, tons, tons of great foliage color uh, there. Um, as far as other annuals, you know, every, most people think of impatiens, probably the most, you know, that's one of the older, uh, you know, stalwart options, yeah. um, but we also have New Guinea impatiens, um, you know, and they're a great option. They, they really don't look a lot like impatiens other than the bloom. Um, but they, you know, they give a really pretty kind of pointed leaf um, And you sometimes can get almost a little bit of iridescent color to the leaf Which is nice And then the color range on the blooms is just fantastic I mean, you get almost like neon colors
2: Now, I gotta um, say, I visited the greenhouse, the uh, the farm up in Ringgold, Jackson A few weeks back And some of the impatience that are being grown in y'all's farm That are ready to be In the nursery Is probably already there The begone Or the impatient Flower itself Was almost as big As my palm Those get huge mm-hmm. And they're beautiful
0: Absolutely oh. You know It's that is one of my favorites um, With New Guineas too You you're, you have a really Versatile plant Because they can go In almost full shade But they can also Handle some sun too okay. So if you Got an area where you know sometimes it can be really difficult if you have a shady for most of the day and then they get that hot afternoon sun. So some shade things don't love it. New Guinean patients are a great option for that situation because uh, they can handle that 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 heat in the afternoon.
2: Okay, so a lot of these annuals, as Jackson mentioned, begonias and New Guinean patients are going to give you the flowers that are good for shade. And uh, I mean, everyone loves flowers But it's so interesting to have plants like coleus and caladiums That have so much color just in the foliage alone They don't even need to flower The leaves themselves are so colorful So now maybe transitioning Jackson to something a little more permanent, right? So if we are new to a home But we have, you know, the the tree line in the back is shaded or something like that Thinking about trees and shrubs What can we install uh, with a lifelong guarantee from Pike Nursery, by the way That's going to tolerate that shade?
0: Absolutely. There's, you know, again, tons of options there. Hydrangeas are probably, uh, you know, a fan favorite. Um, hydrangeas are just a classic in the southern landscape. You see them all over the place. Um, and there's, again, tons of different varieties and even different families that do very well in the shade. Um, you know, the macrophylla is what people traditionally think of as a, you know, southern hydrangea, that big round bloom cluster in blue, pink or, or purple and sometimes white. Um, you can just see, and they're always so showy in the landscape. They just give you such a great pop of color. Um, again, I love blues in the landscape because they always just stand out yeah. so much. Because you just don't see a lot of blue, um, blue flowering items. So, um, you know, the endless summer is probably again our most popular, just because they are repeat blooming macrophylla. They'll bloom all summer and they'll bloom on new and, and old wood. So you don't have to be as careful about trimming them like you did with your traditional macrophyllas. Um so those are a great option and there's also um oakleaf hydrangeas. Oakleaf has that friends. very
2: certain look, doesn't it? Like if you like more mm-hmm. of that woodsy, rustic kind of look, oakleaf hydrangea that's a showstopper too.
0: Absolutely. I love them cuz they're they're a native species to Georgia. You know, they they do so well here. You know, like you said, it kind of looks like you're out in the woods cuz that's where you find them. They'll mm-hmm. just be, you know, growing underneath an oak tree out in the woods. So um, they're a great option too especially if you need a larger hydrangea. range. they can get upwards of six feet tall some of the varieties and they have those just beautiful conical bloom clusters yeah they're and just absolutely gorgeous.
2: And you like them you know big if planted in the right place and don't even have to worry about pruning oak leaf much do you
0: exactly yeah. you know it's it's a great foundation shrub it's a great you know if you've just got a shady area back towards the back of your property that you want to put something that's showy and also give you some coverage. It's a fantastic option
2: Now what about tree-wise? Um, I think of dogwoods as kind of a good understory tree You know, that can definitely tolerate the shade of, of much larger trees And are maples, Japanese maples, that case as well?
0: Absolutely You know, Japanese maples are a fantastic As you said, they're an understory tree Most, your largest Japanese maples will get about 20 to 25 feet tall So well underneath the canopy of, you know, a white oak or a red maple or something like that. Um, and they, they absolutely, again, they're pretty versatile. They can go from a lot of sun to, you know, filtered sun in an in a understory kind of situation. I will say the ones I've found that do the best in heavier shade are your dissected leaf varieties. They're going to be okay. more the ones that are the cascading varieties. They tend to do the best in, in if you have a more heavily shaded area. Um, but even the upright varieties can do well in partial sun if they're getting, you know, three or four hours of direct sun um, in the morning. You know, they will do very well in that situation. Okay. And the big draw with Japanese maples really is their their structure and their color. Mm-hmm. Because you have, you know, really pretty, just the leaves this time of year, you get so much more color than you do with a traditional maple. But in the fall, they just have such a vibrant color, just beautiful, you know, greens, yellows, and reds. Um, And then again, even when they drop their leaves Most of them have a very interesting Just growth habit So you get the year-round interest Which is something you don't normally get With a deciduous tree So
2: if you have your heart set on a certain color Of Japanese maple You go into a pike nursery location And ask the experts which one might be right for you And Jackson's absolutely Uh, Correct in talking about the weeping form Or upright, you know, what's going to be best for your space Lifetime guarantee on all trees and shrubs That come from Pike Nursery Um, Stop by this weekend, get your shade garden in shape With all the color and the texture And uh, also stop by the nursery Because who knows, you could land a job there, right Jackson?
0: Absolutely, we are still hiring Um, You know, we do have applications in store And you can also go to our website, pikenursery.com and uh, there's a careers tab there, and you just select the store you want to apply for, um, and it sends it straight to our email. So yeah, I know most of our stores are still hiring. We're still looking for good associates. So you know, if you uh, if you love plants and you love being around plants, absolutely uh, give you know give us a call or send us an application.
2: That's perfect. How fun, Jackson Grimsley. Thank you so much for stopping by, and have a good weekend.
0: Thanks, Ashley. You too.
2: All right, love talking to our friends at Pike Nursery this time every Saturday, and I've also got my friends Jeff and Raphael from Premier Tree Solutions in the studio. How about one or two more calls, guys? Are you good?
3: Sure, let's take it. Let's
2: do it. Yes. Okay, we might wrap up on uh, with Kenny calling from Fayette County. Good morning, Kenny. Welcome to the show.
3: Good morning. Thanks, Ashley.
2: Yeah. All right. Talking about Japanese maples. There you go. Good segue.
0: Yes, it's only been like four years planning to move this, but now it's about 15 feet tall. So, yeah, it's too close to the house, so I'm probably not in the right time frame
3: to move it now, but just wanted some opinion as far as moving it. For a 15-tall Japanese maple, it seems to me like she, she's well-established as, as of now. Uh, I would be very cautious if you do decide to transplant it. Uh, I will hire some professionals and make sure you get as much of the root system as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff, you mentioned before that you know, sometimes when you transplant, it, it's good to do some pruning on the tree.
1: That's right. So some of the branches in the tree will need to be pr- pruned as well. So, yeah, but just def- to take
2: a little more stress off of the that's tree That's right
1: And definitely hire a professional That really knows what they're doing
2: Now is that something uh, Kenny could probably go ahead And knowing where he may want to transplant it Get that hole dug Get that area ready, yep, and prepped and all that. That way when the company comes out, a professional kind of mover, so to speak, can just drop the tree literally from where it was into the new hole, right? Right, that's correct. Talk about the importance, though, of getting – I mean, of course you're never going to get 100% of the roots, Raphael, but like you said, as much as you can, what does that do for the tree as it's being kept intact into a new hole?
3: Sure. The most important part of the root system is the outer roots, you know, the the surface roots and outer roots. That's why it's important to get as much as you possibly can. Uh, the drip line t- typically uh, represents the entire root system and the drip line, for those who don't know, uh, it's the outer edges of the, your canopy. So you can pretty much just mirror it down and you're going to have a projection of what the canopy extension is. So if you can get that far... And trust me, it's going to be a lot of dirt (laughs) and and roots that you're going to be transplanting. That's why it's a lot of work to do so. Uh, If you can get as much as possible, that's that's part of the best management practices there for transplanting, any trees for that matter.
2: So as wide and as long as the branches are, like you said, just kind of go straight down and that's probably as far out as the roots are Correct. Wow. That is a, oh goodness, Kenny, that's a big job for you, my man. Good luck. Um, hopefully we'll we'll hear from some people who Hey, I can come down to Fayette County And move Kenny's tree Or maybe buy it from you And put it in their landscape, Kenny Yeah, good luck uh, When we come back I want to ask you guys about Water shoots or sprouts or suckers uh, For certain kinds of trees And what to do with those When we come back Thanks for listening We're wrapping things up here On Green and Growing on WSB
0: it's Scott Slade. Did you know you can listen to Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca on Saturday mornings on your smart speaker? And me too, weekday mornings. Just tell your smart speaker, play 95.5 WSB. And we're on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Here's Ashley.
2: Thank you, Scott. An update on the weekend weather brought to you by Finley Roofing. The complete forecast in less than 10 minutes, but we've got mid 80s today and tomorrow with mostly sunny skies. And that carries over into Monday as well.
1: Green. Green and growing. Ashley Fraska's top three things to do this weekend.
2: Had a couple of calls earlier in the show about home orchards Staying on top of those home orchard sprays Knowing when to treat what And thinking about your young fruits As apples, pears, and peaches start to bear fruit Um, Thin them out within 25 days of peak bloom When you're thinning fruit out You want to leave 4 to 7 inches between the fruit That just ensures larger, healthier fruit Number two, you can plant to attract hummingbirds Black and blue salvia is great But the Cherokee County Master Gardeners Have some ideas for trees and shrubs Maybe rhododendrons Buckeye, a crabapple, redbud And tulip poplar And number three, prune spring blooming shrubs Like forsythia, quince, and early spirea After they have completed flowering And that goes for azaleas too They're not quite finished yet But when they are done, that's the time you want to prune them out uh, Premier Tree Solutions, chopmytree.com Has spent an hour and a half with us in the studio And I am grateful for that this morning, gentlemen One last question I think we have time for And this is one that uh, you all have had on the show before is water sprouts or suckers that come up from uh, crepe myrtles or you know anything else, maybe pear trees, Bradford pears from time to time, uh, beneficial to prune those out, leave them? What do you do?
3: In my opinion, it's irrelevant. You can prune them out. It's unsightly, so you can get rid of them. Uh, Rotter sprouts are commonly known as suckers. They're usually come out when there's a when there's some stressing factor into the tree so there's something wrong with it it could be a lack of water it could be an insect any type of damage to the trunk or branches there's something wrong with your trees just like us getting fever so by removing the suckers or the water sprouts you're not going to eliminate the problem you're just going to make the tree look better
2: yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you let it go over time, you know, up against a crepe myrtle and you have all these suckers and they'll grow to be, you know, three, four feet tall, eventually that will become a tree with a large trunk and it's going to kind of outcompete the tree that it's growing next
3: to. That's correct. Sometimes when it gets to that point, it's it's best to prune them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And there are products like a pike nursery and such that uh, may be called sucker stopper and things like that, that if you are just... In over your head with these water sprouts That that can help control it a little bit But yeah staying on top of that pruning that's good advice uh, Well Jeff one more time how can folks Get in touch with all of you for not only tree removal But tree health questions and all kinds of things
1: Sure they can reach us at uh, Chopmytree.com um, or, or the phone number which is 404 252 six
2: Perfect. Lovely Rose will take their call and see what their problem is and then pass it along to you guys. And a really quick, Dinah in Canton had a recommendation. We were talking about sweet gumballs and how prickly and annoying they are. Putting them in Planters maybe They'll help keep Squirrels away from Digging in planters No one wants to Touch those or or Step on those Well guys it's been Fun I look forward To having you back And I know you've Got a busy time of Year so people will See your crews out And about in Metro Atlanta and Also chopmytree.com For coverage area as Well it's pretty far And wide folks so Give them a call It's been a great Saturday morning Follow me on Facebook at Green and Growing WSB for a follow Up for this show We'll have some Show notes beautiful Pictures of plant Ideas and more Have a great weekend Talk to you soon.